When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grab a beer, <laughs> sit back. Oh, you're not going to relax. It's the PHNX Suns post game show here in the dive bars. Your Phoenix Suns fall to the Utah Jazz 134 133. We brought to you as always by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that code PHNX when you're signing up for it. Uh, I hope you didn't put money on the Suns winning, but you, if you put it on the line, you would have pushed. At least you would have still had your cash. <laughs> I'm your host, Greg Esposito. Lindsey Smith has the night off. Don't worry. She wasn't actually suspended. So <laughs> no, she was fired. Just like I, I was <laughs> in a suspension. I was fired multiple times. <laughs> Esposito missed- was fired multiple times. <laughs> Gerald was fired multiple Like, Lindsey was fired. That's just how All this right. goes. So she was fired, according to our general manager. He's Saul Bookman. I uh, joined with Gerald Bourget and our special guest, Aaron, not Andrews, Edwards <laughs> here. There you go. Guys, uh, a tough game, but let's start it off with our three points for the night. I was informed we can talk over this, so we can <laughs> we can talk over this. Let's uh I'm not in this tonight, but I'm gonna let our special guest star uh go with his number for the night first. Aaron? Uh nine for thirty. Uh we got outscored by twenty one points from three, and that's kind of just been a thing for us. We at least we got thirty up. That's what I'm actually happy about <laughs> because uh, our thing is uh, a lot of twos and not enough threes. So I'm actually happy about the 30 shots we got up. We just shot nine for 30. Yeah, absolutely. Mine is 15 for 18, which is what Laurie Markinen shot tonight. Just an insane level of shot making in this game. And he really hurt the Suns. Uh, that was kind of the biggest thing that stood out to me defensively. They just had no answer for him. I'm going to go with 19 and 134. 19 because that was the deficit in the first quarter. And it just seemed like the Suns. We're just facing an uphill battle from the jump to try and get back into this game. And they did a fantastic job of getting back into this game. But you can tell that they had to expend a lot of energy, especially in that fourth quarter. So did Utah. But that was a that was a that was a tough battle. And 134, you're I'm gonna just go on a limb and say most cases, if you give up 134 points. You probably aren't winning a lot of those games. Yeah, probably not. Although they did have a shot at the end uh, to try to tie it, uh, didn't actually pull it off. But let's dive a little deeper into that three-point shooting. Uh, And we can get into shooting in general. But the the Utah Jazz, on average, shoot 43s a game. Mm -hmm. It felt like they were going to far surpass that when you looked at the first quarter (laughs) and that first half. But they finished with only 31. The problem is they made 16 of them. Suns go uh, nine for 30, as you mentioned, Aaron. Only one attempt difference, but the makes were huge. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it. the whole game, even when we got it down to four or tied it up, it still felt like the four-point lead, uh, uh, lead that they had felt like 30 still. Like, mm-hmm. It seemed like since our defense was so bad that it seemed like we were just down more the entire time. Like They just knew that they can get a bucket whenever, and they did. So it just really seemed like 
we couldn't stop them. So even the four point and the single digit leads just felt bigger because we weren't getting stops. Right. They had 42 in the first quarter, 74 in the first half. It just felt like they were getting whatever they wanted. They were running a lot of quick guard pick and rolls and, and popping out for three. Uh, Markinen was doing the same thing and, and DA in that drop coverage wasn't working in that first half. Uh, it, it's it's tough because, you know, Book had a phenomenal night, but only two of nine from three. You could tell he was gassed late. Um, and that last possession with Damian Lee taking that three, it's just little things like that that kind of add up over the course of the game. They only held, they held the Jazz to 31 attempts, which is well below their season average. This is a team that shoots a ton of threes, but like when Malik Beasley hit seven threes and the Suns hit nine as a team, that's a problem. Yeah, it's it's not it's not the f- how many they shot; it's how many quality looks that they got is mm-hmm. is basically what I'm taking away from what you said. And and that that was that was that's hard. It's hard to win games like that when you have. I mean, listen, the the Jazz have some some really really good shooters, and then they had some other guys that. That can that can fill it up to a degree. Like you know, mm-hmm. Mike Conley's not a phenomenal three point shooter, but he hit enough tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Malik Beasley and Lowry, you can't leave them open because they're going to nail them. Um, and Malik Beasley was just insane. Like yeah. it just felt like every single time he shot, he was going to make it. So, hey, listen, the Suns uh, right now they're just kind of going up, they're going down, they're going up, they're going down. And defensively, to me, is the thing that. I'm just going to keep coming back to because they have full control over their defensive effort. Um, and there were some times, especially in that first half and even the first three quarters, where I, certain players out there just didn't look like they were really locked in on the defensive end. It's crazy to me. The Suns shot 94 shots, which was three more than the Jazz. They hit 52.1% of their shots overall and still weren't as good as the Jazz, who shot 56% from the floor tonight, but Charles in the chat brought it up. You guys brought it up too. Defense just wasn't there. That's a hallmark of this team, and and it went MIA, at least in that first half for majority of it. It, it went MIA, and I think, and we can dive into him a little bit as well, I think a lot of that fell on at the feet of DeAndre Ayton in the first half defensively. I think so, and it's I don't want to blame it all on one player because it takes – five guys to defend at the level Mm -hmm. that we're used to seeing from the Suns. They're the third-ranked defense, or they were coming into this game. Uh, Probably going to take a few slots back (laughs) after this one, but um, it just, we were kind of watching DA. I know Saul was watching him for multiple possessions (laughs) there, and the defense, he just looked adrift a little bit on the defensive end, which is not what we're used to seeing from him. Him and McHale are kind of the two anchors, the lead communicators on that side, and he wasn't giving consistent second efforts. He was just kind of standing around on a couple of broken down plays. And it, it just didn't look good in that first half. It was a tale of t- two halves for him, for sure. And we'll get into that. But defensively, that's what this team's identity is. And in that first half, D.A. was a, a big part of that problem. You Listen, D.A. stats will say 16-10-8. And I think in the fourth quarter he was he was good. He was solid. He was, he was good. He was exactly what you wanted. The first three quarters, and you can ask these guys this. I told them <laughs> I'm not even watching anybody. I just want to watch DA. <laughs> I was watching every single move he made. And if you go back and take a look, you need to you need to look and and watch DA and his effort when it came to rebounding, even putting a body on a guy. Uh, how he got positioning uh, under the basket. When when Jock comes in and basically shows you how to put a body on a guy underneath the basket, it gets better positioning than your number one overall pick, then okay, 
You know, that that's that's all the proof you need. So a guy like Jim Soccer Money right now, he's talking about he almost had a triple double. Turn on your brain, you dumb fucks. <laughs> Fuck you. How about that? Because you don't know shit. If you watch the fucking game for the first three quarters, you'd have seen all this shit, you dumbass. So don't even come at us like that. You can cancel him off. Bye. Look, that's not how we roll here. Not, look, I'll, I'll say that the fourth quarter is the DeAndre Ayton you want to see. Mm. There was a stretch where he had two blocks, grabbed an offensive rebound, kicked it out for what I believe was a game-tying shot, or maybe they took the lead on it. I don't remember exactly, but that's what you want from DeAndre. And if you'd gotten that for just two quarters tonight, this is a different game. Mm -hmm. We'll get into why I'm so mad with DeAndre later (laughs) in the show, and it has nothing to do with any of this. No, But, uh, But the first half was problematic, and that's where that lead ballooned for Utah, where you had to fight so hard just to be in it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think most of the anger with DA, he did play well today once he got going. Like, I mm-hmm. think that's probably the part that makes people more frustrated is he's one of the highest paid players on our team. And we get excited when it seems like he wants to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably like where the anger comes from. It's like. Yeah, just do that all the time. Like, put mm-hmm. a body on a body. And once he decides to put a body on a body, like, he succeeds. And I think being like having to beg your one of your best players to do that is the frustrating part. Not like his game in general. It's that we shouldn't have to ask you to do this. That's probably what makes people the most angry. The, the thing is, that we keep coming back to, and, and again, like, uh, first of all, I'm wearing sunglasses because I think I have a migraine that the lights are hurting my eyes. I'm not trying to be cool, okay? <laughs> Number two, um, the thing about DA is is, is it's – it's. Uh, I know like, like Humble Rumble is right now saying they got to pass him the ball, okay? I'm literally watching DA get pushed out of position time after time after time again. In addition to that, to be fair to DA, there were multiple times where they tried to feed him the ball – but the guards or the the wings who were trying to feed him the ball had really piss poor positioning as well when trying to feed him said ball. EJ pointed out multiple times on the pod on the on the broadcast, like they got to be better about getting themselves into position in order to pass the ball down low to DA. But again, like I just think there's just too there's so too many inconsistencies with DA when you're talking about a guy who looked really bad in the first half and looked pretty good in the fourth quarter and he looked kind of mid in the third quarter. Like there is no, there's no consistency, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's, that's what frustrates everybody about DA. Um, you know, and I, again, I, I made it a point tonight to watch his effort. There's going to be switches. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, you know, him having to guard guards. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm just talking about simple. The ball went up. DA stood up. And just watch and didn't even try to – he didn't even look for a man to box, box out. Go back and watch the game again. You will see this. Yeah. So it's not It's not ab- about all that stuff. Like, it's not about his stats. It's not about him having to switch and guard guys that he shouldn't be switched up and guarding. It's I'm strictly talking about effort and fundamentals. And those two things are far – too inconsistent well there's no doubt doubting the fact that he has the second most talent on this roster and you see it in flashes but once you pay him the big the big money you want to see it night in night out Mm -hmm. you paid on potential now you need to see results and i think that's where where the frustration comes from but i want to move on to another you know big man from arizona laurie markinen 
who had a, a great game and Gerald that that he was your focus, but I found it interesting that Devin Booker had to guard him as often as he did tonight. And I think that helped, uh, help Laurie get, uh, get some of those shots off. Well, it wasn't just book and like, it was the jazz did a really good job of engineering switches where marketing got the ball against Booker against Craig against shorter guys. Uh, even Mikhail bridges with, you know, his wingspan, that's still a tough matchup. It feels like Laurie this year has done a tremendous job of realizing he's damn near seven feet and he's going to put that size to use. He's been so much more aggressive than I can remember seeing him in the past and in, in attacking some of those mismatches. I told you, Jerry. Um, yeah, stop. <laughs> we had not seen any signs of this until this season, so you stop it. <laughs> but he, I mean, he had that one play where he got doubled and kind of spun right through campaign and Devin Booker. Um, he kind of like carried it over one of them like a running back to get that spin move and hit the tough shot. Like there's not a lot you can do about that. But again, it goes back to that first quarter defense. When you let guys in this league get comfortable, when you let them get a little bit of a roll going early and hit some shots early, that shit will carry over through the rest of the game. Yeah. Like the defense needed to establish a tone early in this game. And instead they gave up 42 points on really great shooting from pretty much everybody. So, you know, if you want to talk about a game where there was brilliant shot making, that's a part of it. That's where some of it stems from. And, and Lori made him pay for it. Well, we talked about it in pregame, very long uh, starters in, in this game. Mm -hmm. You've got two seven footers and then Vanderbilt, who at six, eight still plays much bigger mm -hmm. than that. And that seemed to be problematic as well because Lori was finding an advantage against against the Suns guy because he was going to have the height advantage in a lot of this. Yeah, um, that was kind of, I think, the beginning of the game when he attacked Mikael Bridges, like, the second he got the ball. That was the tail of the game. They were just so aggressive. He was aggressive. And even just the offense they were running, I think it was once when, I mean, not, like, more than once, uh, Lori was just slipping and we were over-aggressive and, Mikel was making mistakes on defense that we just hadn't seen. They didn't know who was taking who on switches, and Laurie would just slip, and he had like three open dunks from that. Mm -hmm. I think that was just uh, all around just the defense just you, you kind of not being on the same page, and yeah. he took advantage of it. You don't shoot 80% on jumpers. like You get a lot of easy shots, and he got some really easy ones too. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of easy buckets, but then he made some really tough yeah. ones there in the fourth as well. <laughs> I saw your number on the night was 19, talking about M134, talking mm -hmm. about the first quarter, right? Is that where this game, in everybody's estimation, really just got away? Is that? Was I mean, it just that? It, it, I wouldn't say it got away because they did come back and they did take the lead for, it seems like, a millisecond. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but it, it just took so much effort um, to try and come back. And, man, I swear, it felt like the Jazz were up by six for like a decade it just felt like every single time that the Suns would make a stop, they'd hit a three to cut it to six, and then the Jazz inevitably would score again, and it just went back and forth. And then finally, they they crossed that threshold, and they finally uh, overcame it. And it's just it was a lot, and you could see book book was so hot, and then he was so gassed. Mm, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And Monty took him out, and we joked around about it. We were like, he took him out for like literally like fifteen seconds. It felt like. And it just wasn't enough time. Right, it wasn't no. enough time for Book to get actual rest and then come back in, you know? And so... It was um, enough time to cool him off, though, it seemed it, like. It, uh, it, just yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. He was he hit those back-to-back -back threes, or he had two threes out of, I think, three shots, and then he never hit a three again. Um, he was trying. He was trying. Mm -hmm. But again, like, 
when we come back to this 19-point deficit in the first quarter, you're setting yourself back, and you got to battle and battle and battle and battle. And sometimes you're going to have those games, and that's fine. But defensively, they were just, again, anemic all over the place. Their rotations were sloppy. Um, It seemed like, you know, some of the Jazz sets confused them. Uh, And that's why Laurie got several wide-open dunks um, during the course of the game. And, you know, again, it's just a process of – Getting through these these games sometimes you got you'll live and learn, and that's why the first quarter is so frustrating because this team's hallmark is the defensive end. When you do that, it puts even more pressure on Book to do what he's had to do a lot lately, which is carry a lot of the offensive load. I mean, he played 41 minutes tonight and still shot above 50. percent He went 16 for 31, got to the free throw line 15 times. Like that, those were superstar things that we saw from Book. He finished two rebounds shy of his first triple double, but like. There needs to be more help, and that's why you know a lot of people are talking about DA and how we're bagging on DA. We are pointing out the obvious fact that if he brings what he brought in the fourth quarter for even another quarter, they win that game easily. Oh, yeah. That's the frustrating part. Like He played phenomenal in that fourth quarter, and yes, he did bring them back, but if he plays like that the whole game, there's no need to bring them back. They're already we, ahead. Yeah. That's the thing. We don't have to sit here and talk about his effort and and you know it, it, okay cool he had almost a triple double tonight but there's no disputing what he is doing right now in his in this in this uh max contract season a, as we speak the stats don't lie the stats are literally telling you he's having the worst career uh numbers of his career so far that's not debatable mm-hmm. like so i don't know what 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 you're wanting us to say in terms of da like and again, if you've ever watched this show, especially for some of you new guys that are in, in the chat, if you've ever watched this show, you will know that I have been a DA stand for basically the entire time. Mm-hmm. But I've Same. watched him for the last ten games, and I'm frustrated because he's not doing the things that he needs to do to be paid top five center money. Like he's just he's not even doing the things to be considered a top four player on this team. Like, what do you want? Yeah, I mean. The fourth again. The fourth quarter was what what we've we want to see, and I don't even see. I need to see effort in that first half, and it changes the whole complexion of the second. Yeah, it's not even the box score thing. I think it was like the third or fourth where he finally just he got the switch uh, that he wanted with uh, marketing, and he just put him under the basket and got fouled. Like mm-hmm. he sealed him, and he realized that Lori isn't strong enough. And I just want him to do that. When he realizes somebody's not strong enough, put them under the basket. I think that's just kind of what we want him to do. And it's asking him to be somebody he's not. I know that. He's never had to do that, and that's never been a thing. That He's he's probably always been the strongest person on the court, but I just don't think that's his game. But when he did that, I was like, yes. And then he did it to Olenek the next time. Mm-hmm. And once he realizes he could seal him and he was stronger, then he did. Like then he could work. I just want him to realize it. Uh, less than 30 minutes into the game. <laughs> right. Like, I just wanted to figure that out a little bit I, earlier. I loved <laughs> the moment where he ran the court for the first time. Mm-hmm. It felt like the whole game and took off from just inside the, the free throw line and dunked it. And mm-hmm. Gerald, you turned to me and went, this guy could do that over guys. <laughs> right. uh, you know, why are we just seeing it now? And, but that was the moment where I felt like he finally got it going a little bit. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is like it's telling when he takes off for a dunk like that 
or like, oh, damn. Or when he just puts the ball on the floor once, puts his shoulder into somebody and forces his way to an easier bucket that we're like, okay, yeah, let's keep that. Like that should be more towards the standard rather than a play where we're looking at each other. Like, did you see what D8? Like we're in year five. We need to be past that point. Um, And that's that's the frustrating part is we don't see it enough from him. These are skills that. He needs to continue to grow, and we need to be further ahead than where we're at right I'm now. I'm going to take a page out of Brittany Price's book because she's in the comments. Brittany Price uh, literally said, after every game, it seems like all we do is we spend so much time always debating DA, and it just goes in circles again and again and again. So you know what? I agree. I agree. I think we've gotten as much as we can out of DA because it is becoming a routine. It is becoming something because his effort's not there. He's not doing the things that we expect a top a top player in this league to do. This is year number five. We're not talking about year number one. We're not even talking about year number two. Year number five. We expect more from him. He got the contract to get more from him. Like he's got to play it to that level. And if you don't realize that, you know, and if you don't realize that DA can't be uh, that should should be held to that higher standard, then I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you, but. I'm telling you what, $130 million a year, uh, this isn't cutting it. It isn't cutting it. So I'm ready to move on. And and that's the frustrating thing is like we we don't want to be talking about this over and over. We would love to talk about other shit. But like Chris Paul is out. Chris Paul is out. Cam Johnson is out. Like this is a noticeable thing when your second or third best player is not playing like it. And, you know, he got his first free throw attempts in like five or six games tonight. He got his like fourth double digit rebounding game of the year so fourth. far. Yeah. Fourth. Like those are just things that we can't sweep under the rug. So so what you're saying, Saul, is when it comes to DA in the post game show, the price is right. Sure. <laughs> All right. What we we've kind of we've kind of buried the lead in this game. Yeah, a little bit. The the Jazz Steph Curry, Devin Booker tonight. Yeah. Devin Booker almost drops 50 in a loss tonight for the Suns. He looked spectacular there in the in the middle two quarters and the beginning of the fourth, but really started to slow down in that fourth. <laughs> kind of got that tunnel vision like we talked about. But overall, hell of a game from Devin yeah. Booker tonight. Yeah, he was solid all the way around. Um, yeah, the fourth quarter, there was a couple of times where, you know, I, I was like, oh, Booker does not see anybody right now. Like <laughs> no. he, was, he was on a mission to try and score, and you could tell that his legs were, were getting a little fatigued and he was missing shots a little longer. Um, his rhythm was a little bit off, especially after that little small spurt of a break. I don't mm-hmm. even know what you call that. It didn't feel like it was a break. So, um, But overall, I thought, you know, Devin obviously kept this team in the game, hit some big shots. 49 points, nothing to sneeze at. 31 shots tonight. Um, I think it was, what, 16 to 16 from the free throw line? Uh, 15 to 15. 15 to yeah. 15 from the free throw line. Perfect from the free throw line. That You know, that's that's all you can ask for uh, when it comes to your 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 star player um, t- tonight. I thought he was I thought he was fantastic. And if it weren't for Lowry Markkinen, they this would have been an easy Suns win. I, I don't blame his tunnel vision, by the way. Do you remember <laughs> the guys on the court with him? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, like, this is the beginning of the season still, and technically we are down three starters, Uh like, we're playing eighth and ninth men, like, I think uh, Damian Lee wasn't even getting burned in the playoffs, so I think that once it's all figured out, we will be fine, but I'm not even thinking toward the season, like, I 
like my brain on what I want this team to be is toward the playoffs. And maybe Aiton just likes to take some time off and maybe he's waiting for the playoffs too. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I just know that we're shorthanded and I just wanted him to kind of be a chucker and mm-hmm. kind of be aggressive. Like do what good dudes do on bad teams. Like this team isn't bad, but I want him to like, just put the ball up mm-hmm. and book is the perfect teammate to teach you how to do that. Cause he's not shy about putting that thing up. No, he's not. I mean, 31 of their 94 shots tonight, like like he was getting them up. And it kind of put us back in that space where they've been in seasons past, especially against the Jazz, because I feel like he's done this to the Jazz where he's gone off for 58 yeah. or 60 against them multiple times and lost. And I think the Suns now are like 1-5, and 1-4 and four when Book scores 49 or more. So, I mean, a lot of that is because of the teams he was playing with. But obviously it's good to see him put up numbers. It's good to see him shoulder the load and the way that he carried this team, especially in that first half. Like if it wasn't for book playing like that, they would have been down by 20 at halftime, but it's not sustainable, obviously. So I, I want, I hope that these guys are able to come back soon. I hope that Monty's able to keep his minutes down a little bit because 41 points in or 41 minutes in November yeah, is not that's ideal. insane. It's He's still insane. young, but not ideal. He is well, still young. if he hit knees, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's that was the thing that I'm still like, uh, is, are we sure he's okay? I wouldn't be shocked, you know, maybe if they gave him a game off just to, to make sure that everything is good to go or maybe he needs ice or whatever. He just didn't look quite right right after that. Mm-hmm. But then he came back and then hit yeah. a couple more threes, and I was like, <laughs> okay, never mind. He, <laughs> yeah. he looks like he might be fine. So, um, I you know, again, like, it, it was a solid effort. Need other guys to step up. But, again, like – when we're talking about Devin Booker and we're talking about uh, Monty, Monty's coaching these games sometimes like they are the playoffs. Mm. And, you know, you can't wear down Devin Booker right now. You just can't. No. You need Devin Booker just as much as you need a fresh Chris Paul in the playoffs. You need a fresh Devin Booker in the playoffs because a fresh Devin Booker will win you games easily in the playoffs. Like, he just will. Uh, and and what I'm seeing right now is, like, you know, you're exhausting this guy by the time he gets to the fourth quarter. I Listen – if you lose against the Jazz, you lose against the Jazz. But you still got to play other guys and get their wind up. You know, Dwayne Washington played 13 minutes. And unfortunately for him, he was in in the third quarter uh, for for a large stretch when Devin Booker was just on an all-time heater. Like, so he wasn't getting the rock at all. Uh, but I didn't think he played poorly. I thought he was just fine on the on the offensive end. He, he missed a couple threes, but he made a couple shots. Um, and and he needs to get more burn. He just does. You know, there's other guys around their campaign. hit a big-time shot in the corner off of a rebound. And, yeah, he, tr- he traveled at the end of the game, and that's frustrating. But, again, these are the moments that you need these guys to be out there to learn and, and grow – Devin Booker doesn't need to grow in these moments. We know what he's about in the fourth quarter. We know what he's going to try and do. Um, what we need to do is we need to we need to make sure that we're not wearing out our superstar before we get to the playoffs. Uh, Icon earlier asked why they didn't challenge that campaign travel that you just mentioned. It's because it was a trap. Yeah, pivot You could see Monty ask his assistant coach, <laughs> and the yeah. assistant coach was like, "Yeah, that was a travel." He was like, "Damn it!" But this <laughs> this great performance, even though it came in a loss. It met our standard to name Devin Booker as our draft king, king of the game. Uh, 49 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds on 16 of 31 shooting. As we mentioned, excellent crown placement, Emma. We, yes. we appreciate that. <laughs> and we want to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings. I don't think any of us hit on our uh, on our bet. I nope. hit on mine. Did there you was definitely yours? more than 9.5 slanderous things 
aimed at Utah tonight. <laughs> oh, well, we were well, we were sitting in there. Okay, I thought you met on the show itself. Oh. So, oh. all right, you hit. I didn't uh, hit on mine. I didn't hit mine. I didn't come close. Yeah, Bridges didn't I, hit a single three. No, I barely missed mine. I had DA the under 16 and a half. And he had the 17. Yep. So uh, that is, uh, you know, that's the fun in uh, in using DraftKings. And also, uh, you know, sometimes the frustration we feel with a, with a losing team here. But remember, uh, if you bet on any NBA money line, you're going to get $200 free in free bets if you put five dollars down using that code phnx it's just that easy download that DraftKings sportsbook app use that co- promo code phnx uh, you can use the link in the description that emma dropped in there just remember minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see those show notes for <clears throat> details well uh it wasn't the best uh, <coughs> the best game in the world, but uh, there are some other games on the docket that you should definitely check out, especially if you want to go hang out at Four Peaks. Uh, we got World Cup action coming up starting on Monday, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, I think Thursday or uh, Friday for sure. The U.S. starts on Monday. They take on uh, Eng- or Wales in their first game, and then Mexico on Tuesday morning takes on Argentina, which is probably one of the premier games uh, of the of the week. So check us out at Four Peaks. We'll be there all day uh, cheering on uh, the you know the U.S. and Mexico. It'll be fun. It'll be fantastic. We're gonna have some rising players out there. Uh, tickets are on sale. Check out our Eventbrite. It'll be awesome. And uh, remember to uh, drink responsibly and uh, make sure you're over the age of 21 when you do. Yeah, great drink special is going to be out there. $3 kilt lifters and wild wheat pints. Wild wheat is my favorite, if you were wondering. <laughs> I don't think you were, but it is. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just check it out. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, no Thursday, though. That will be Thanksgiving. No, no, I'm we'll sorry. Yeah, yeah. Off. Wednesday, man. Uh, <laughs> and also, and if you forgot what I just said and you're like, oh, man, I wish there was a place I could go to watch the World Cup. All you got to do is go to the U.S. soccer website because we're on there. It just says Four Peaks. That's where you can watch all the games. So check it out. It does. I want to ask you. Did you know that? I did not. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It's pretty dope. We got told that by, uh, I believe it was Max earlier Mm -hmm, today that pointed that out, our sales guy. Max doing a great job. I want to talk to you guys about, uh, is the the Clutch Time Suns, is that whole thing dead? They're one in four now in Mm -hmm. Clutch. Are we concerned about that? I don't think it's dead. I think this is a learning process because, as Aaron pointed out earlier, we're down two, arguably three starters if you include Jay Crowder in that. Like, it's a different group that's out there closing games. And as automatic as Damian Lee has been in the fourth quarters hitting corner threes, like, tonight proved he's not infallible also. Like, that was a kind of a rough decision, that three that he took yeah. in the fourth there. Um, I, I think it's a learning process, especially without Chris Paul, because we talk about the crunch time Suns last year. Yes, everybody shot amazing percentages, but a lot of that was Chris and Book alternating, shouldering that load. Now it's just Book that's doing a lot of that stuff. And we're asking guys like Mikhail and D.A. to step up. And, you know, as we've talked about with both of them, they're not always the most assertive in those situations. So. It is a learning process for some of these guys. I don't think it's dead yet. I would like to reserve the right until I see Chris Paul back out there and hopefully Cam Johnson back out there in the near future. Um, but for now, yeah, this team is going to take its lumps a little bit more in the clutch than we were used to last year. Yeah, especially with Chris Paul. like We don't have a guy right now that has this spot, and he's pretty automatic from it. And so if you lose that, 
then yeah, it's going to be a lot harder to get clutch shots. And Jay Crowder knew his position and he knew what, like exactly what the team needed during the uh, crutch times. And Booker didn't have to shoulder the whole load. Like he knew that Chris Paul was going to pick and roll a DA, get to the spot, and then they can go from there. And I think just not having a bread and butter in the clutch is tough for any team. Like everybody has something like if in the crutch, uh, in the clutch, Ja gets downhill, he's going to attack you. That's just what he does. We don't have a thing that we can go to in the clutch right now. It's just, Hopefully Booker can get in the lane, and hopefully that fadeaway works right now. And that's literally what it is right now. <laughs> yeah, you, again, like I, I, I'm not going to overreact to the loss itself. I don't really oh. care. I honestly, right now, I don't care if the Suns win or lose. It's just how they're playing to win or lose, right? And right now, you're looking at them trying to figure things out without Chris Paul. Guess what, guys? That might be happening next year anyway, <laughs> or the year after that. Like it's coming soon. So. Like the Suns should prepare for that and and find out what pieces they have that they can rely on, so that way they can retool and get ready, um, you know, in in upcoming seasons. And so I'm okay with you know maybe campaign faltering down the stretch because he's going to re- remember that and he's going to learn from those those mistakes and be better the next time and not rush. You know, um, you know, same thing with Booker. Every time Booker's in the fourth quarter, I'm sure he takes something away from each fourth quarter. You know, so these are, and and the way the crowd was, and the way the Utah Jazz were playing in this game, like you could tell that they really wanted to beat the Suns. The crowd really wanted to beat the Suns. The Suns are a targeted team, mm-hmm. and so you're always going to get everybody's best shot. I'm okay with with the way this game played out. I was not okay with how it started. Yeah. Um. And and defensively, obviously, there's a lot of improvement. So again, everybody just. Take a deep breath, myself included. Right now, we're just <laughs> just gonna level this down a little bit. It's it's game number eighteen. They're nine and six. Fifteen. Fifteen. I can't yeah. add. They're nine and six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're nine and six. Fifteen games. That okay. is what the record. We says. still have sixty-seven to go. Mm-hmm. We got plenty of time. Math, we got plenty right? of time. I know. <laughs> I got that U of A education, um, and we'll, we'll we'll be okay. We'll fix this. They'll they'll be all right. There's still gonna be. Plenty of other bumps that come down the road, but listen, we're not. Nothing's going off the rails. They lost by one after a team shot the lights out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, they could they could easily have three more wins uh, mm-hmm. this year uh, in a couple of these games if one basket goes mm-hmm. the other way. I will say this though: I, I I know the three of you say it isn't dead. If Chris Paul comes back and plays the way he did at the beginning of the season. I might be calling time of death. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> but but here's the thing though about Chris Paul, um, is is that he he just being on the court feels like he provides stability. Mm-hmm. It's 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 yeah. much like it's much like what's going on with the Cardinals, right? Everybody's talking about Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy. Oh, he should be playing over over uh, Kyler. It's not because Colt McCoy has more talent than Kyler. No. It's because. Cole McCoy makes everybody feel calm and more prepared than Kyler right now, right? And when Chris Paul comes back, it's a different vibe than campaign, and he's going to settle everybody down a little bit. Everybody kind of reestablishes their role, and, and they'll be okay. Even if he doesn't score at the end of the game, it still feels like everything's but, a little bit more constructed around him. But Crunch Time Suns were predicated on Chris Paul being able to turn it on in the fourth quarter. I don't think this is a a calming thing uh, that that it's about. It's going to be 
Who's the guy other than Devin Booker that you count on to get a bucket no matter what in those final four minutes? I, and that was Chris Paul last year. Yeah, I think the Suns, um, they're not trying to be the number one seed. That's the part we have to think about, too. Like, they're not going for the top seed. They did that. And they probably played a lot more minutes than they kind of needed to going into the playoffs. So I think, if anything, I was like, I said it before, I think Chris Paul is kind of working himself into shape this season. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to load manage. I think he's going to work. His, like, I don't think he came into the season in shape. And that's crazy to say about him, but I don't think he. You don't like think that cares. Speed, you don't think don't, that speed walking did it? No, I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he cares about the number one seed. They just want to get to the playoffs healthy. And if that means Chris Paul is gonna be a four or five seed, but get into the seat, uh playoffs healthy and in shape, and we kind of look a little ugly a couple games this year, then I'll take that instead of being a number one seed and like all this, like it was fun, but I'd rather us just be healthy, know who we are, know what we can run, and just have a healthy team. I'd rather us have that. Right. And he he's talked about it because, you know, it's hard to hide the frustration of not just the way that he's playing, but the role he's being used and asked to do a little bit less. And he always keeps going back to we're building. We're trying to be something different in the playoffs where you can't guard just me and book. You have to worry about Michaela. You have to worry about these other guys. So I think a lot of that, especially before the injury was by design as far as, okay, in the clutch, maybe take a step off the gas a little bit. I know you're not used to that, but we got to see what other guys can do in those same situations. And with him out, we're seeing more of it. And it hasn't been the results that we're hoping for, but these have all been close games. They were always going to regress a little bit compared to Mm -hmm. the all-time high levels that they were (laughs) in the clutch last year. It'll be okay for the long term, but they're definitely going to take a few lumps in the meantime. I've seen your super chats. I know they're in there. I want to save them. Till the end of the show, <laughs> I can do that because Lindsay's not here and I'm in control. <laughs> but are, so they, we're gonna, are they applicable to what we're talking about? They'll always be applicable. We can answer. So whatever. we're gonna circle back. To we'll some circle of this stuff. back. We'll talk whatever. Get your super chat in. We will address you directly mm-hmm. uh, here in a little while. I don't care what look you're gonna give me, Emma. This is the way we're gonna do it tonight. All right. Emma misses Lindsay so much. Yeah. <laughs> I Emma's like, I, I Lindsay didn't... provides me a rundown. I, 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 there's a part of me that was like, oh, I'm, I'm interested to see how this is going to go tonight. Mm. Now, Lindsay needs to come back. Like, I don't like this. I know I would just do whatever we want, whenever we want to. Like, people are literally asking questions about, like, what we're talking about. Ah, We'll wait till the end. You can go away with Lindsay right now if you'd like. Uh, We'll continue to do this. if you also, if you guys get those likes up, I'll do an ad as Nookie Monster tonight. Oh, give please me, no. Give me the 75 no, minimum. We're only at 17. Please don't. Please come in. Bye, please, don't. <laughs> please don't. Please uh, don't. You know what? The, <clears throat> me changing things up is uncomfortable for you guys, right? <laughs> Probably sure. for you too, Aaron. You're I, not saying, even I don't here, know how so. you guys do this. Uh, <laughs> but, but his, but his wife does. But his wife does. I'm sorry. Espo sucks at hosting. <laughs> See, even in his own family, they know. So it's not just us. That's rough, uh-huh. man. I know you're all uncomfortable. Apparently, my wife as well. But you know what's not uncomfortable? These seats for more furniture. There you go. Back on the rails. Yeah, look at that. That's called a transition, gentlemen. That's how you do it. Uh, you don't see that with Lindsay. So well, I'm kidding. Oh, she does it better oh, than she did. Man. More furniture How provided. How is she catching straight to defend herself? <laughs> more furniture provided us with all the great furniture you see in our studios, both this one uh, and the commish uh, down the hall. 
these things are comfortable. When we got to sit here night in, night out, the recliners they gave us to watch <laughs> games, they are spectacular. And if you want to take advantage of it, they've got a fall sale going on right now at morefurniture.com. Uh, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. So get yourself some nice furniture and get yourself some gift cards. Here's a good question. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is inexplicably. No, no, no. This okay. is in the chat. Okay. Which one's more true? Lindsay is the Danny Tanner of the podcast, or Espo is the DeAndre Aiden of hosting. <laughs> Which one is more true? I don't know. I feel like I'm getting worse, <laughs> worse as the show goes on, so I can't be the DA tonight. <laughs> I do feel the Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner. That's a hey, R.I.P. Uh, uh, what, what was the name? Damn it. R.I.P. Now you got me. Danny Tanner was. Yeah. Full house. Yeah, um, what? You're. Oh Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Thank you. Damn it. Brittany Price says Espo's Kimmy Gibbler. So <laughs> I would have taken Uncle Joey, but yeah. <laughs> I would. Kimmy I Gibbler. could see that. All right. I could see the Uncle yeah. Joey. <laughs> For sure. Any other thoughts tonight that you guys wanted to address specifically about the game well one of them is the super chat um and mm. uh, multiple people have talked about monty tonight i don't know if you want to get to that or do you want to still wait? i asked you let's for talk- your opinion well i want to talk I'll about Mon- the super chat <laughs> i want to talk about monty let's get to the super chats because saul's impatient uh icon uh with the five dollar super chat says if i had a dollar for every time monty out co- was for every time monty outcoached the opposition i'd have zero dollars so That's just blatantly false. Yeah, yeah so I, I didn't think I didn't think Monty was bad tonight. Um, listen, we talked and we and we complained a couple times this year about how Monty didn't take timeouts at the end of the game, and tonight he took a timeout at the end of the game to try and set up a play. It didn't work out, but at least that's that's a little bit of an adjustment that he made because he saw that the team was a little frazzled, just like he saw a week ago how the team was a little frazzled against Miami. Mm. So I'm okay with that growth. You got you to gotta learn by actually doing these things sometimes. Um, and, and honestly, when you've had Chris Paul out there for the last two years, you haven't really been put in those positions too many times because yeah. he just has everything on cruise control for the most part. This year it's a little bit different. This year he's, he's, he's having to coach at a higher level and make adjustments at a higher level. And I, I thought tonight he was fine. I'm still a little bitter about the the about the uh, Booker thing and how many minutes he's playing. Mm-hmm. But I thought other than that, he, I thought he managed everything just fine. Right. I feel like when the Suns lose games, again, missing two to three starters, we, we start talking about Monty. And I don't – like what else was he supposed to do tonight? Like aside from maybe keeping Booker's minutes down, which we've talked about before – like, I don't know. You're having to play Dwayne Washington Jr., Dario Sharch coming off two knee injuries. Like, what what more do you want him to do? Like, he's somebody uh, messaged me on Twitter early in the game when the Jazz were getting a bunch of offensive rebounds, and they were like, Monty's letting him get all these offensive rebounds. I was like, Monty's doing that now? Like, what are we doing Monty here? didn't draw it up where like, they boxed that down. Like, and that's, that. that's an extreme example, but like, when the Suns aren't engaged defensively, we blame Monty. When the Jazz have a good game plan from Will Hardy, who's arguably the coach of the year favorite at this point, we blame Monty. Like, there are really good coaches and really good players in this yeah. league, and the Suns have the best record since the bubble started. We got to stop looking at Monty for everything. But is that a game plan that Utah had? Go out and make a whole hell of a lot of threes is not a game plan. <laughs> it's a it's guys getting good shots. Like, I don't think that was... I don't think Monty got out game plan today. Right. This yeah. was Utah Jazz on a hot streak for a majority of this game. 
and just piss poor defense that got oh, yeah. them a lot of those threes. Like, and I can't imagine that's how Monty drew it up. Right? No, Monty didn't draw it up. <laughs> yeah. Da stand in the lane and just kind of float around wherever the fuck you feel like. Like that's not that's not how coaching works. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there are games to like be mad at Monty about, but this wasn't it. Like the yeah. Suns have been doing this for a long time. Uh, teams usually have to get really hot to beat them. Like it happens. Yeah, it was like the only way it happened last year. I remember I was at that Heat game when they hit everything here Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much just been the playbook for us and money can't keep teams from hitting threes like we were one of the best teams at guarding the three-pointer but if they're just going to hit contested and get fouled and just do all of this like money can't change that there's that there's no coaching to do with that daniel vander vort said money didn't adapt to the game listen in the second half especially in the fourth quarter Monty was sending double teams at Lowry. Guess yeah. what? He was still getting offensive rebounds, and he hit a crazy fadeaway with two dudes in his face at the end of the game. Like, like you, you can't sit there and say that. Uh, when you're talking about homeboy that was hitting the threes, God, why can I not remember names tonight? Beasley. Beasley mm-hmm. hitting threes. He's basically got about from me to the edge of this coffee table uh distance away from Devin Booker. Devin Booker doesn't take a couple steps up to get into his space. So Beasley's like, fuck it, I'm gonna shoot. Hits a three right in his face. I'm like, that's not on Monty. Like, we we gotta stop, we gotta stop with this, like, oh, Monty could have made adjustments to get the players to play at a higher level. Because ultimately some of these things come down to the players. And that's what I think we've seen we saw a couple times tonight is that the players had opportunities to dictate this outcome and they didn't take advantage of those opportunities. That's not Armani. Right. And and I understand some of the criticism as far as like the Dario minutes in the second half were a little bit rough, but they were good in the first half. And I, you know, if you're having to rely on Bismack Biombo to come in and save your game, <laughs> like something fundamentally went wrong in the first half. And that's no slight to biz. It's just the nature of their rotation and where they were at in this I, game. I will say this. Monty calls the timeout with 4.8 seconds to go to set up that final play mm. not the greatest final play i can't no. i don't know that that's how we drew it up but yeah. damien lee chucking up an off balance three from the top uh, of the circle <laughs> right doesn't seem like i don't think that was the play that's call. the that's the one criticism i could i could have here of monty is you did take the time out you learned from there but the play you came out with not so sure about yeah it. that was but that was more it was. I'm watching the play back right now, and it was a good play. They tried to get Book coming off the screen. He got doubled. Damian Lee was open, and I think he thought they were going to foul, which is what Dwayne Rankin tweeted. He said Book and Lee said they both thought the Jazz were going to foul. So I think that's why Lee forced up the shot. Mm. Not a, Still not a good decision, but the play itself was fine, and I liked taking the time out there because we were all saying, like, that was a broken ass play at the end there. Oh, like, yeah. They were Book's, in trouble. Yeah, Book was pump faking and right. like Brazo. Like, it was. I mean, yeah, he probably should have taken it earlier, but I think he kind of trusted Book to go out and make a play. He was on fire. Like, he was, like, getting good shots in, like, the flow of the game, and I think that once Book got, like, held up, then he was like, all right, time out now. Mm-hmm. That's learning. Right. So I yeah. think that the fact that he was able to learn and do that in that moment, like, yeah, he hears the stuff, and he sees what happens. Like, he's a really good coach. Like, I don't understand the, the, the shit. Code. Buddy, I love you. You know this. 
we have no firepower. They scored 133 points. <laughs> what are we talking they about just here? Needed some damn they defense. have no defense. <laughs> yes. They didn't have a fire extinguisher tonight. <laughs> yeah. Is what they yes. needed. They had plenty of firepower. Yeah. So I don't know if that's really uh, the angle I would have taken, but you know, to each his own. Let's go to our other uh, super chats here as oh, well. Oh wait, Emma's trying to nix the 69 fun. To- <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, we gotta let the bots have some fun. Caesar uh, <laughs> with the uh, five dollars super chat says, "Can I mention that after watching the Jazz broadcast, their va- fans have zero shoe game?" Oh, really? I didn't we, notice that. Well, like we didn't watch the Jazz. Yeah, broadcast. apparently there was a shoe cam, but yeah, yeah I could have told that's you that. Past thing, yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that that's like the least surprising thing ever? No, Utah no. doesn't have shoe game. Okay, yeah, it's probably just a bunch of monarchs or something. They'll <laughs> showed up in Doctor Scholl's. Speaking of. <laughs> Jazz fans, mm-hmm. we got a moment that we weren't supposed to get tonight What's in the that? Suns oh, broadcast. And we hear, obviously not on mic, he had turned off his mic, but I'm pretty sure Kevin Ray's mic was yes. picking up Eddie Johnson <laughs> scolding a fan, telling him to sit his effing ass down. Uh, and I well, told he didn't, you he didn't he, say effing. I'm pretty sure he did. No, he said, sit your ass down. And then it was, uh, unless you want to come over here. <laughs> yeah. You said something about, I don't have to tell you again or something, yeah. implying this had happened multiple yeah. times. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I also loved K-Ray's transition, which was awkward silence. <laughs> this is the score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to the he game. He was like, all right, five minutes left to go in this ball game. And the motor's bring the ball to court. Like, <laughs> Popcorn cursing Eddie Johnson. I, just, to me on the I do love, hey, listen, we got to give credit to K-Ray on this one. Mm-hmm. Because he knew to stay quiet so we could all hear what he, he was saying. That shit was so awesome. See, to me, that was one of the things that um, – when, so when I was at Bally's, um, we would sit there and in the middle of the pandemic, and they were like, okay, well, they're going to the bubble. You know, what kind of things can we do to make it feel like more of a game than – you know, because obviously fans couldn't go. The first thing I thought of was, dude, we should make this hard knock style. Just mm. – Mike, like, have everybody on a mic. Right. Let them, like, <laughs> I would gladly pay an extra hundred bucks a month right. to hear these dudes actually talk on the court all the time. You in the bubble, you kind of could. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but put it, put it on censor on HBO and you'll make oh a God. killing. Dude, what? the NBA would, would make so much money off of that. Heck, you got these apps that they stream it on. Give me that option. Give me the, the oh 18 God. plus feed right. where I click <laughs> over and I can hear it unfiltered. You yeah. think NBA Twitter or something that will. RIP Twitter, but right. uh, you know, you think you think NBA Twitter was something before? Right. Oh man, could you imagine? Man, did you hear what Devin Booker said to him? Oh my gosh! I know? want I, I want an uncensored broadcast team one night too, yeah. where they could say yeah. it however they want to say it oh too. My gosh. Like that would that's worth yeah. the extra money as I well. I think KG tried to do it with the uh, oh, yeah. his show uh, with uh, he had like Rasheed Wallace and all them. Yeah, Area Twenty One. Yeah, Area yeah. Twenty One, and that was like more of the dudes hanging out watching. Like right. it was the explicit like Manning cast kind of. <laughs> yeah. And that seemed pretty fun, though. Maybe we'll invite EJ down. We'll do a watch along on one of those <laughs> national TV games. I'll probably tell me to sit the, sit the hell down and shut up as well. Uh, next super chat, if you would, Emma. Uh, Trevor Begay says, when is James Jones going to get this team some help? A team is injured and one is sitting at home laughing at every loss. I don't like losing. Well, Trevor, no one likes losing. That's for <laughs> sure. But... I will say as much as we want him to make a trade and it would definitely help them at this point in time, 
it shouldn't be a trade just to make a trade. And, and we've been pretty consistent on this. Like, yes, they need there needs to be a sense of urgency to get some resolution because they had an open roster spot coming into the season. Jay Crowder is basically an open roster spot at this point. Cam Johnson is injured. That's three <laughs> roster spots yeah. that are going to zero minutes right now. You need help, but you also don't want to just force it and make a bad move just to make a move. The only time I could see uh, James Jones panicking just to make a move is if the wheels have completely fallen off of this team. Right. And I just don't see that happening this year. They got they got too much experience. They got too many good players. They have too too uh, good of a program. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you like money or not, um, they'll they're, they're going to be fine. They'll figure this out. Um, and it's not even like they're in a bad spot. They've had a rough stretch here where they've yeah. where they've you know they've lost four out of their last six, but. Um, but they're going to be okay overall. They're 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 one of the best teams in the NBA. Period. Point blank. Still and, fourth in the West. And and even with two guys missing from their lineup and a third one at home, they're still one of the best teams in the West. Like mm-hmm. again, everybody has bumps and bruises, but yeah. they'll they'll get past it. Yeah, the Sun and the Suns don't have like whenever James Jones makes a move, like it was always a surprise because mm-hmm. it's just shocking. So I think the fact that leaks are coming out about who we want, who we're trying to get, means he is trying. Like. The fact that we're hearing anything because James Jones mm-hmm. used to keep stuff pretty close to the vest, and we would not know until it got to our phones. It's, so I think the fact that we are hearing stuff about it, it's like it's going to happen. Like we can be pretty confident that this is actually going to happen. We just need to wait it out. Well, it's pretty damn tough to keep it quiet when <laughs> the guy is sitting at home and everybody knows you're going to trade him. Mm. Like you yeah. can't be in stealth mode when everybody <laughs> knows you're calling about a certain guy. We talked about it a little in the pregame. But Shams had an interesting article, uh, tied the Suns to uh, Kuzma, who hit a big three he to send a-, a game to, to overtime mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, also mentioned uh, K.J. Martin, who had a big dunk tonight. <laughs> for Houston. He, he yacked oh, on yeah. a dude. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was vicious. Yeah. Cocked it back, threw it down. Uh, kind of Amari style. Have to watch this. It, was, so, it was rough, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, and I'm blanking on the uh, the third person that was mentioned. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes, oh, yeah. uh, as well. So there is some names being mentioned. Just some... don't mention them to Gambo. <laughs> <'Cause he's gonna laughs> hey, hey it, it, the Grim Reaper only took down uh, the... Do you still have that, them. Emma? Let, let's cue it up. Let's, <laughs> the the okay. trade Reaper yeah. only... Oh, oh. oh! Mark this time. Go check out the YouTube. Me and see Emma. Every caller in the chat. They can't see. So, so yeah. But there was the mention of John Collins mm-hmm. and uh, the the Grim Reaper uh, Gambo took care of that one quite quickly, <laughs> saying that the Suns weren't in fact interested in John Collins. The interesting thing was the way Sham said. They're interested, but they don't want to take on, yeah. or they 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 don't want to take on the long term money, mm. which made no sense. Uh, so it, it, things are getting interesting. There's a lot of smoke right now, which leads me to believe there's some fire somewhere. And when there's uh, fire, you know, there's the reaper. The reaper. Don't fear <laughs> yeah. the reaper. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, any 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 time we get a name, it feels like the first thing you do is you got to go check Gambo's Twitter feed because it's automatically nope, not happening. <laughs> or I could see them having some interest right. possibly, which is as much of a confirmation as you're going to get till till things are close. Here we go. They don't don't fear the Reaper. Uh, <laughs> maybe I don't know. We're we're trying hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've waited two seconds. Here we go. Don't, don't fear the Reaper. John Collins ain't coming here is uh, is what the news <laughs> is. So uh, let's take a look at our, I think we have one more super chat in there. Maybe. No, that, nope, was, no. that was the last Well, if you yeah, want to yeah. get in your super chats, uh, do it now. Uh, one last, uh, I, I mentioned earlier, I'm quite pissed off at DeAndre Ayton, <laughs> right? Uh, and it's actually, I'm mad at him for a good thing. Right. He got 10 rebounds tonight. Mm-hmm. Our friends at Underdog have their pick em, right? Mm-hmm. I had a five-leg pick em, bet $61 for $1,200. Oh, man. How'd you do? Uh, I got four <laughs> legs, right, <laughs> of it correct. Mm-hmm. With about 10 seconds left in that game before that, that final play, mm-hmm. freaking DeAndre Ayton got his 10th rebound, and I had him under 9.5. Thanks a lot, DA, for costing me all sorts of money, but it did make the game more interesting, especially when they were when they were down 19. I had something to root for and hold yeah. on to there. Uh, and that's what the, the underdog uh, fantasy app can do for you mm-hmm. if you sign up go dra- download the underdog fantasy app use that promo code phnx and enjoy this i love the pick'em game it is <laughs> it is my favorite fantasy game right now to do also you can do live drafts with your friends a lot of fun uh, go check it out download the underdog fantasy app uh, tonight Final thoughts. I think we've run, we've come to the end here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple thoughts, and it's mainly just about the people in our chat. Obviously, uh, for those of you who do not know, uh, you see the Die Hard logo in the lower corner. Um, it's because we have changed our membership model. All of our paid stuff for everybody out there is now free. Mm-hmm. Well, almost all of it, except for like maybe five or ten percent of it. So all the articles that people used to get upset about and say, <laughs> I can't read Gerald's article. Guess paywall. what? They're all free now. Oh, they're oh, all yeah. out there. We're they're all they're, they're all available um, for you to go back and read if you'd like to. Uh, he does tremendous work. Everybody else, um, you know, Jesse Friedman and Craig Morgan and Howard Balzer, they do great work on their stuff. So please take some time. Check out the website. Become a diehard. Come into our Discord because that's when we really talk a lot of shit. Um, (laughs) It's really fun. And also thank you all, I think, about everybody except for one or two people uh, for being respectful and having good banter back and forth, which we appreciate. You just can't go off the rails and start saying F you and you're uh, a this or a that because that's just not cool because then you're going to get me involved and you don't want that, I promise you. <laughs> that's our job on the show, not yours in, in the <laughs> chat. Uh, other cool thing about becoming a diehard, uh, you mentioned the Discord, but there is some sweet merch that's only for mm-hmm. diehards. I bought my diehard uh, jacket tonight yeah. with the hoodie. Yep. Uh, I can't wait for that to get here. I mm-hmm. will be rocking that <laughs> almost perpetually on the show. You get a box. Like the first time you become a member, if you've never been, if you're not a diehard now and you become a diehard, you get a beautiful box with your first shirt or your first hat, whatever you would like, because you get a free one every single year and you get your membership card. Yes, I know. You probably think membership card, is that really a big deal? It's a pretty cool, tangible thing when you look at it. It's a pretty sweet design, um, and you get 20% discounts on everything that we do, everything, the events, the takeovers, the watch parties, the everything that we possibly could throw your way, you get discounts on. So check it out. Also, Black Friday is coming up next week, and guess what? 
if you have 20% off as a diehard, you're also going to be able to throw that on top of the discounts that we're offering next week for Black Friday. So you heard it here first. So take advantage right now. Yeah, look at that card, that member, that diehard card as your passport to even more things as an Arizona sports fan. There's nothing quite like it. And we're glad to have you along with us. You're also going to get you're also going to get a newsletter from Gerald mm-hmm. once a week with the primo stuff. So this isn't this isn't the stuff that is you know he just puts in a little work. This is the stuff he puts in a lot of work on. So actually, Tracy, that is a very good question, and I will work on that. We should. I will. I will definitely on work on that right now. It's he's going to go print them up in his office right after this. <laughs> the turquoise merch. So, some bur- bootleg turquoise merch. You just get out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know where I'm printing them up. Okay. <laughs> uh, Gerald, any final thoughts from you? Calm down. It'll be okay. It's okay for us to criticize DA's performance for three quarters of a game and still acknowledge that he played well in the fourth. It's okay to worry about this team late in games, but still understand the long-term objective and the fact that they're fourth in the West, despite the fact that they've lost four of their last six playing with two or three starters down. Like it's going to be all right. They're not going to win 64 games this year, but we knew that going in. This is about experimenting. This is about building for the long haul. So it'll be okay. Uh, Carlos in the chat, where can I find the link for the discord? When you sign up as a diehard, you log in, you'll be able to find it under the diehard lounge link yep. in the diehard. And if you already website. are a diehard, uh, you just email help at gophnx.com and I'll take care of you. Aaron, um, fi- final thoughts, but I want, also want you to pub yourself a little bit. You're yeah, a special plug, guest plug here. Plug what you need to plug here. <laughs> a shameless plug. Uh, final thoughts. Um, we're allowed to hate our own players. Other people can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what fandom is. Like, we can hate our dudes. I'm a Colts fan. I've said some mean shit about Peyton Manning before. Like, it's just, it's part of it. It's cool. Like, hate, hate Booker. Hate CP3 sometimes. Hate DA sometimes. Like, it's part of the system but that we guys. have put <laughs> ourselves guys. through. It's part of the pain that we have put ourselves through. We're allowed to hate our guys and be mad at other people that hate our guys. That's our thing. <laughs> Now plug yourself. Yeah, you you do so much out there. <laughs> Inform the people about it. Um, I write stupid tweets. Um, I write um, <laughs> for now. For yeah. Now. <laughs> um, I was uh, I write for All Caps NBA. Shout out to Jason Concepcion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do Locked On Suns with uh, Brandon uh, Clean. Shout out to BK. And uh, yeah, uh, you can catch us once a week. I do that with Brandon Clean. And hopefully, just gonna start doing more NBA stuff. And shout out to Hooping with the Fellas; those are my guys. <laughs> you do some uh, comedy too. Oh yeah, and I do stand up. I be forgetting that sometimes since I don't get to do it that much anymore. But yeah, I do stand up too. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Aaron Ed. Everything's the same. Yeah, follow me everywhere. You'll see when I'm telling jokes around the city. This dude, uh, the first time I-, I saw you on All Caps NBA, you were rocking a PHNX shirt. And that's why, oh, yeah. that's why you're the man. That's why, uh, why he's here. Uh, so that's everything we got for you tonight. Thank you to the Girthlings in the chat for everything you do for us. We appreciate you along here. I am Espo. You can follow me at Espo. He is Saul Bookman. You can follow him at Saul <laughs> underscore Bookman. Aussie, we hate our own guys sometimes, 
but we're the only ones that can hate our own guys because <laughs> they're our guys. <laughs> Nobody can talk shit about our guys except for us. Yeah. We'll defend them vehemently yes. to anybody else. A million percent. Yeah, to a Pistons fan, DA is a Hall of Famer to me. Like, I don't care <laughs> if you talk shit about him. I can talk shit about him. Like, I'll ride for him to anybody else. But to me, I get to say whatever I want. <laughs> Nobody that lives in Detroit should talk shit about anything. It's <laughs> uh, probably a good rule. Uh, you can follow him at Gerald Bourget. You can follow Aaron at Aaron Ed. That's with a Y, right? Yeah. Uh, you can follow him. <laughs> You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns. Remember, it's not hate. It's just love, all right? <laughs> oi, oi. Hey, yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo.